morning, good afternoon, or good evening, depending on when and where you're tuning in. This is episode 85 of the Blue Collar Executive Podcast, and I am your host, Louis Talby Jr. It's already mid-January, and we just got our first ground cover in snow. Every time I see a snow-covered ground, I'm reminded of something that happened to me years ago. Or better stated, something that I caused to happen. Let me tell you about it. Let's go. Now this happened 30 years ago, but my wife certainly hasn't forgotten about it, and I'm still often asked to tell this story by friends and family. Now first, let me set the scene for you. This is back when we first moved to Indianapolis. I've told you how I didn't fit into the boardroom, but I also didn't fit into the neighborhood. When we moved there, we didn't know anything about the area or anyone in the area, so we just looked for a nice neighborhood. Now remember, I was coming straight out of the cornfields. I had never lived in a subdivision and certainly didn't know anything about an HOA. So I wasn't going to have these yuppies tell me what I could or couldn't do on my own land, or how to cut my grass. Needless to say, we didn't exactly fit the mold of the neighborhood. Now this didn't bother me at all, but my wife was embarrassed and asked me to tone it down and at least try to fit in. That wasn't easy for me. I had a jacked-up pickup truck all chromed out that I thought made a beautiful centerpiece for our lawn. I also had go-karts and dirt bikes that I would get out and race around the yard. Where I come from, that's how we cleared a field or made a path. So you kind of get the picture. That's where we lived, and we really didn't fit in well. Well, my son was just coming of age where he could have his own bed, and somebody gave us this really cool car frame bed. The only problem is that it was previously a waterbed and did not have a mattress. Now getting a new mattress didn't seem like a big deal, but after measuring it, I found that a queen was too big and a fool was too small. So being the handy thinker I am, I said, let's just buy the queen and I can cut it down. My wife asked, you can do that? I said, yeah, of course. And in my mind, I was thinking, I mean, this can't be too hard. So we bought the queen, and I carried it upstairs and laid it on our bed so I could operate on it. I took a utility knife, and like a surgeon, I made a cut right down the side of it. Then I peeled back the cover and the foam to expose the springs. After a little more measuring, I saw that by removing one row of springs, it would be the perfect size for his car bed. The box spring mattress has still piping that goes all the way around the top and bottom edges of the bed, and then the springs are woven into them. So I cut that piping where it needed to be removed, and I pulled out one row of springs. I then wound the piping back into the next row of springs. It took a long time and wasn't easy, but when I got it back in, it looked perfect. Now all I needed to do was sew the mattress back up. And for that, I had a carpet hook needle and thread all ready to go. However, being the perfectionist, I thought, you know what would really be perfect? If I could tack weld that piping back together on each end. Now, I owned a welder. Let me say that again. I owned a welder. I was not then, nor have I ever been a welder. I just happened to own one. 
So I went down to the garage and I put the welding helmet on my head and with the welder in one hand and the fire extinguisher in the other, because you know safety first, I started back up the steps. Now my wife was giving my son a bath in the bathroom that was right at the top of the steps. I tried to slip by her, but she turned just as I reached that top step. She jumped up and said no, and I took off running down the hall and locked the door behind me. She continued to beg me not to do it, but I knew once she saw the finished product, she would really be happy. I pulled the helmet down over my face, and I made four beautiful welds. I mean, they were perfect. I was so proud. But as I sat there admiring my work, a huge flame erupted in the center of the mattress. I guess some of the hot schlack had shot back into it. I mean, six-foot flames. I grabbed my extinguisher, and I emptied it on the bed. Then I ran over and opened the windows, but it was too late. My wife could see the smoke rolling under the door. She began to bang on the door, but I assured her that everything was good as I looked back on the charred mattress covered in extinguisher dust. As I stood there in disbelief, gasping for breath, whoosh, it erupted again. Now my extinguisher was empty, so I had to get this thing out of the house. So I yelled, go open the front door, which was right at the bottom of the steps. I grabbed this burning mattress and ran straight down the stairs, out the front door, and threw it in the middle of the front lawn. The ground was snow-covered, so I started kicking snow on it, trying to put the fire out. But the flames continued to get higher. Oh, and I forgot to mention that I was wearing nothing but my tidy whities and a welding helmet. The neighbors were coming out of their houses, but they weren't offering any help. They just stood there watching me in disbelief. Yuppies. Again, where I come from, if you have a fire, the neighbors come running to help. Seeing that I was just being a form of entertainment for them, I grabbed the mattress, still fully inflamed, and I drug it all the way to the backyard. I grabbed a garbage can and started piling snow on it. Once I had it completely buried, I headed back into the house. My wife was sitting in a rocking chair, just rocking back and forth and murmuring to herself. My tidy whitey's hands and face were all soot-covered. I didn't know what to say, so I just sat down across from her and said, Wow, wasn't that something? She just kept murmuring to herself. But after a little while, she finally said, Just another day with Lou the Toolman Talby. So that's it. That's my story. There's no moral to this story. Other than maybe this is only one of thousands of adventures my wife could tell you about. But she stuck with me for 34 years. So I guess the moral is, if the women don't find you handsome, they might as well find you handy. Oh, and by the way, we got another mattress and I cut that one down. Just didn't weld it this time, but it worked perfectly for my son. And with that, we'll conclude another episode of the Blue Collar Executive Podcast. I hope you found some value in it or at least found it entertaining. Never forget to take time out to laugh, even if it's at yourself. And thank you so much for listening.